joining me today to tell you that Video Shyness is not a life sentence, is a leadership coach who used video to go from invisible to book solid in 12 months. This is the Confident Video Presenter, where I talk to wonderfully imperfect humans about how they overcame their fear of video. My name's Julian Mather, I'm your host and always a fellow student, and I too was once terrified of being on video. And I want you to know that you are not alone, that struggling to show up on video is completely normal, and that there is a simple path to becoming a confident video presenter, the one that you've always wanted to be. And if you can't wait to get started, you can start right now at the Confident Video Presenter Academy. And where do you find that? At confidentvideopresenter.com. And now let's meet our guest. Hello, Jeanette. Hello, Julian. Thanks for having me. That's terrific. So um, I met Jeanette on LinkedIn, oh, my, oh, I don't know, six months, 12 months ago. And Jeanette was, you know, sort of stumbling around a, a bit, testing out, you know, uh, what she was going to do and get onto video. And I've watched over those last six to 12 months, uh, Jeanette going from, you know, really finding this hard to really taking off with this and just doing it on a regular basis. So who better to talk to than somebody who uh, was struggling and now is not struggling? So uh, just paint the picture of who you are and who you help, Jeanette. Thanks, Julian. Well, I'm, I do a, a couple of different things. I'm a leadership coach and I'm also a trainer and facilitator. And in the last couple of years, I've turned my attention more towards the coaching side of things. And I help three groups of people, but really I help them all with the same thing, roughly speaking. And that is I help them to understand people better. So in my work with managers and leaders, I help them to understand and be able to do the people stuff better. And I work with teams to help them understand each other better so they can work together more effectively. And then I do individual coaching as well to help people to show up in a bigger way in their lives, which is what I try to do with my videos. So I have to kind of walk the walk the talk a little bit. <laughs> so where did you start doing this? I mean, did you feel like you had to show up bigger yourself? Were you always someone who was just, you know, out there and thought, well, I know this other people need to do this? Or did you have to take a journey yourself? Yeah, I definitely had to take a journey myself. I'm, I'm, I am a bit of a big leap kind of person. So if I, I'm much more likely to take big leaps than I am little um, actionable steps that actually get me somewhere. So I have really in terms of trying, of raising my profile with the work that I'm now so passionate about doing, I needed to really reposition myself. And what I realised was I was completely invisible and the networks that I, you know, during the COVID restrictions, the normal face-to-face -face kind of catching up with people and the work I'd been doing really disappeared. And so I really, I needed to find a way of raising my profile and really getting my message out there um, in a different way. But I was also really trying to find what is it I'm really passionate about and how do I really, where do I really want to hone my attention and video helped me do that. So you were 
talking about finding out what you're passionate about and video help that because I mean that's always I find a really important link because you know um, I was just reading this morning on this new uh, AI link that came through that could create a uh, a course for you and a course outline and I thought I'd just have a go this was only half an hour ago while I was there and I typed in how to be a confident video presenter it was going to make an online course and it came out with all this stuff about, well, you've got to, you know, um, be confident, you've got to practice in the mirror and you've got to do breathing. And I went, oh, that is all so much rubbish because the key to showing up on video is actually identifying what it is in you that you really want to talk about. That, in fact, like people can't stop you talking about. And, and, and once you key into that, then all this becomes so much easier. So... Did you sort of go through that? Well, I, I guess one of the issues that I had is that I'm very, um, I'm very widely educated and very wide. I have a lot of interests and I have a lot of things that I'm actually passionate about. So what I needed to find was the one thing that I could talk about day in, day out. And for someone who's a very big picture thinker like I am, it was actually really hard for me to narrow that down. So what I decided, what I decided to do, um, look, I could have sat around and strategized and, you know, had people help me to refine my message and whatever, but none of that was working for me. So what I decided to do was commit to creating videos every day for a month and talk about whatever it was on, I, 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 I did record, um, batch record them. But I decided to just start talking about different things that really interested me. And then a theme really emerged for me very, very quickly. And that was really about understanding people better. And uh, so it was really in the doing that I found my voice about the, the one thing that I really wanted to keep talking about. So, and because I'd committed to doing to myself, I'd only committed to myself that I would do this every single day, no matter how bad the videos were, that really helped me um, get moving and avoid the procrastination that can often hold me back when I'm not certain or whether I think I'm going to look foolish or whatever the different things are. Um, yeah, so it was really through that journey of the doing that helped me to refine um, what I wanted to say, which was really about what do I actually have to offer the world? And yeah, it really helps me get that clarity. And it could have been a number of different things that I focused on, but really this is the, the one thing that right here, right now, I think I can help people with. So I'm putting it out there in the world and the way of being visible for me has now become video. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's so important about whatever you decide to put out there. I mean, the world is full of, uh, you know, you can go online and listen to what people think <laughs> all day, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of hours every day. But, you know, we've got enough of that. You know, people actually want help. So, you know, narrowing down what it is that you think you can offer right now to help people. And then you just find a very, very small audience. Like, you know, I'm helping people who want to become confident on, on video. That is my market. And for all those other people who just see this and go, oh, I'm not interested in that, 
perfect. I mean, you know, you and I uh, are not a fix. And I also want to go back to what you said before about, you know, you had a lot of things to offer the world. Mm. Uh, I mean, that's a real problem. You know, this, uh, you know, the life of the polymath. I mean, people who've got all these different interests. And there was always this, I, I read something once, if Leonardo da Vinci was alive today, what would his website look like? Because, you know, he was an artist and he was a sculptor. He was an engineer. He was an anatomist. What else? I mean, he just did so many different things. And in today's climate, he would just struggle so much because he'd have to choose one of those things to have any chance uh, of getting any, any traction out there. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm definitely one of those people. Um, and in fact, I, I sort of get FOMO whenever I have to think about narrowing, <laughs> narrowing my offering down. I, I get really anxious because it's like, oh, that sounds very confining. But what I've learned is that by putting out um, a really clear picture of who you are and what you have to offer, you attract people to you who want to work with you and that's that is actually a real advantage of video and we can sort of come back to that but um but it doesn't mean that there aren't others that will want to work with me as well so even though it feels confining at times it's actually not because i have all sorts of people come to me um you know to create workshops for them or to deliver programs that i've already got going so um if they like people like to work with a person not a product so that's the that has been the real benefit of video to me is that before people work with me they get to just see who I am listen to what comes from deep inside me because that's really what you're doing when you know I don't use scripts or anything like that I just have a topic and and I just, you know, go on about it for a couple of minutes. So what you see is what you get. And I think that really helps people to feel comfortable that when they pick up the phone or they book in a Zoom call or whatever with, with me to talk about their project, that they just, they already know me a little bit because they've watched me on video. It's a real advantage. Yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, video, just as we're doing now, is just brilliant for know, like, and, and trust. It's, uh, you know, and the great thing about it is, even though this is live now, that this will go into a recording and people then can access you and get a feeling of you at a time that is convenient for them, which is, you know, one of the great superpowers of, of video. So you actually wanted to, uh, you started off making some videos, I remember, around horses because you're a horse uh, you're a horse person, you're a horse trainer, you're a horse whisperer, all those things to, together. And now I see that you've moved away from that and dropped that and just gone to a completely different look and, and feel. Tell me about that. Yeah, that's a really interesting one, really, because it's, it's still there. Um, and so I, I the, the videos that you're referring to are some some sporadic videos that I create called leadership lessons from a horse. And this, you know, really that the truth of it is that um, some of the most profound leadership lessons that I've learned have actually come through my work with training horses and in particular, my wild previously wild Brumby that I, that I train here in Australia. And I wanted to share that as a different lens on leadership without that being my core offering. And then I got a bit kind of worried that it was 
you know, maybe people were getting, you know, might be confused about me and things like that. Not to mention the fact that videoing with horses is actually quite difficult because you've got the, the phone and the horses are doing all sorts of weird things and it needs to be engaging and short and horses are never quick. Um, so I was sort of worried that the format, I think I will continue to do those videos, but you know, the really interesting thing is, well, there's a couple of things really is that, with the videos that I do on LinkedIn, the engagement with them is quite low, but whenever I go to any sort of an event or, um, uh, you know, a seminar or anything live, it's the first thing that people mention to me. Oh, I really like what you're doing on LinkedIn. I've been really enjoying listening to your videos, but the one thing that I get over and over again is, Gee, I love those videos with the horses. It really helped frame things in a different way for me, and I've been really enjoying watching them. So it's a bit of a, it's a, it's a. I'm still not quite sure what to do with that because I think people are sick of the same old, same old. But I also don't want to be seen as um, someone who does just equine guided coaching and learning because really that's a very very small part of my business at the moment so yeah it's been a little bit um it's been a little a, a little bit hard to know how to use that in the in the development of my business so as that's so i've kind of left left it a little bit because of that reason but they probably of all of my videos, the, the, the handful of leadership lessons from a horse videos that I've created have been the most popular. It's interestingly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really think you should be doing about one in five of the horse videos that that just becomes over time. That's something people know you as the leadership coach, but Hey, you're the leadership coach who also is involved in horses. And I find that really, you know, really interesting. And it, it builds you out as a, as a rounded person, because I mean, there is a trap that we sit here and, you know, in all this sort of, you know, coldness and, uh, but people, of course, we're, we're real people. And COVID showed us that we're real people when all of a sudden we had to start doing this from our homes. And, you know, we, we took off the, you know, the, the suit of armor, the suit, and people saw us at home and we might try to look professional, but behind us, our lives were in chaos, and uh, so it was. Uh, and it was. It was actually a pivotal point uh, that helped. Uh, uh, it it almost allowed for authenticity uh, because a lot of people were struggling with that beforehand. And of course, you can dress the packaging up. I mean, this is just packaging around this. You put a little bit of effort into that, but it's the content. Uh, that and you were talking about it before that that you don't do scripts and also wanted to uh, uh, pick you up on you were saying that your LinkedIn videos don't get many views yet you go in, uh, out into the real world and people go ah oh, I've seen you on LinkedIn talk me through what you feel around that well I think <clears throat> the views are quite high but I don't get a lot of people commenting or liking them. And I do have a, I do have a theory behind that because I'm a bit like that on LinkedIn as well. I'll only comment on if I think someone's going to start stalking me or going to start harassing me to do business with them. I, I very rarely comment on their their content, even though I really enjoy it. So it's potentially a bit of that. If someone comments on one of my videos, they might think, "Oh my goodness, she's going to be all over me," which I'm not. I I, I don't operate like that. But um, yeah, so I think. 
so the one obviously when people liked them or commented on them the viewing went up enormously um so the views were you know reasonably okay but very little engagement so comments and likes but people were obviously watching them so yeah so that was a real lesson for me and now when people don't like them or comment on things that i post i don't worry about that anymore i just just keep doing it i just keep putting stuff out there and and the the reason I decided to do a few weeks in a row was I figured the very first handful of videos I ever created were going to be the worst content I ever created. So I decided that I just had to get that out of the way and just keep going until things started to improve. Um, and I think that consistency LinkedIn, the LinkedIn algorithm really likes that. I don't, I don't post every day anymore because I'm, I'm busy with work now, so I don't have time, but I, I do, try to put a video up every, twice a week and that consistency does help my visibility for sure as well as posting other content and things like that if I think it's useful to people. Well that is a perfect segue because you very bravely offered up <laughs> one of your very early or maybe even your first video. You said it was your first video but humans being humans if it was me I would have given you like I wouldn't give you the very first I'd give you like you know a couple up. But anyway, well, I think it was oh. close to. I think it was close to being the first because it was the video where I announced that I was going to be doing videos, and then I couldn't remember whether one of my horse ones was before that or not. But anyway, this is this is pretty close to the worst thing I've done, which I think is very brave of me, actually, or stupid. Not sure what, but what you see is what you get with me. So let's go. Let's let's <laughs> let's have a little look see, and uh, I might pause, and we can talk uh, our way through it. Over the next few weeks, you may start to see some of my short videos come through social media. It's a bit nerve-wracking, but I feel like I've got some stuff that I really want to share. And I'm feeling like video is a really good format for doing that. It's just quick and easy for people to... Okay, I'm going to pause it there for a moment because there's just so much that's gone on <laughs> in that short period of time. Um, <laughs> No, but, 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 but this is so valuable for people to see because there's this idea that when we want to show up on video that the first one has to be perfect, you know, like it, but this is a journey and you're, it, it, it is always the case that your 20th video, your 100th video is going to be way better than your first one. Now, in your first one here, um, and, you know, and technically it's, it, look, the, technically doesn't matter that's about 20 percent compared of the value compared to the message that you're giving and you know you've framed yourself here and you've got you know mass of headroom above you it's not bad but you know you could improve that that audio you you heard you started speaking out loud and then dropped down uh, that that was I didn't change that that was just in you you've cut that up or you've done something and you heard the rate the the microphone, that's a microphone that you've got clipped on there that was rustling and rubbing up against um, maybe, I don't know if it was skin or you had another nylon, you know, like a, a garment underneath that. All little things like that, which I bet you when you watch that, you went, oh, I'd do that differently. Oh, I'd do that differently. And I bet you the next video was uh, a bit better than that. Yeah, for sure. There was a few things, if I remember correctly, uh, that was about eight months ago, I think that video, I had some audio issues 
and um, there was also a little bit in that video that were, were sort of went, you know, like fast forwarded. And there was something in the recording of that. I can't remember went wrong, but you know what I decided to do? I decided that, and I can see the framing's terrible now. I look back at it, but I decided to post it anyway, because I was worried. I knew that if I kept uh, recording it and re-recording it, I would never post it because I am a perfectionist. And so part of me putting up a very, very imperfect video was to say, I'm just doing it. I'm just doing it and it will get better. And that particular video got really good engagement. I got a lot of comments from people encouraging me and I got a lot of um, people like it. So it had quite a high um number of views on it that video so okay um, i i, I so do it's, want to it jump served its, it served its purpose and i do want to jump in there because that is so important because can you remember at all what the story in your head when you you know you were sitting there you made it and you were <laughs> like i've got to press publish what what did you think would happen what would what, what did you think the consequences of you hitting publish were going to be Um, that's a really good question. I, well, I had a couple of things going on. One was, I hope no one saw it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was, that's not what happened. Um, and I hoped that people would see me for who I am and that they would admire my courage. That's what I hoped would happen. Oh, brilliant. And, and, and. Mm. That's what happened. And this, it surprises mm. so many people that when they are willing to be vulnerable and put themselves out there and say, hey, this is my first video. Uh, I'm starting. Uh, I'm a complete beginner. I know that I'm going to get better. When people say that, when you see that, we're human and we want to go, oh, good on you. You know, like, yeah, I wish I could do that. You know, it... It surprises people so often that the support they get, which is opposite to the story that they tell themselves, that this is, you know, uh, you know, people are going to laugh at me. They're going to talk about me. Yeah, that's so true. And and I've and I guess that's something I've experienced probably in the last ten or fifteen years as I've changed. I, I changed, had a very significant career change is that often what people really want is an example of what's possible. Mm. And so I'm far more likely to put myself out there now in terms of doing courageous things, because what it does is it gives others permission to do courageous things as well. I don't really know how that works, but it, if, you know, people are very inspired by seeing people um, stepping up in their own life and it, it's almost this permission to step up themselves and and if i can just contribute a very small part of encouraging others that's actually part of my kind of life mission really so um to see people being the best that they can be that that's that's my purpose in life so yeah it, it contributes really strongly to that and and that means that I have to let go of that need to look and be and 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 
you know, work in a perfect way, um, even though that's always my go-to, <laughs> I'm just gradually just letting, letting go of that and, and realising as I let go of that, others will feel that they can let go of that as well. So, yeah, yeah. it's humbling. It, it, it's very oh, humbling. Look, <laughs> it, 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 it is, and that's uh, you know, showing, like, it's very powerful to make your their, their journey your journey and your journey their journey because that's what people are looking for. It's exactly what you said. They, you know, we're all we all struggle. It doesn't matter, you know, who you are. Uh, and I learned this as a documentary cameraman. You know, spending time with, uh, you know, uh, people with status of of and successful people. You spend time with them and you see that they are regular people like everybody else. They've mastered certain areas of their life and quite often behind the scenes, there are cracks in the system. They've got support networks, whether that's money, whether that's family, whether that's whatever, but everybody is struggling <laughs> in some way or another. And if you can turn up and just go, hey, look, yeah, this is me and I might look good doing this, but I know that you know when I started this, it wasn't as as easy and I'm going to tell you the problems that I had and maybe by uh, understanding that I was able to do that, you know, you can see that potential within yourself. Uh, so much power in, in doing that. And also as I'm looking at you here now and that uh, original uh, image, you've just, just, just explained the technology that you've got here. And I, I mean, I don't know what it is, but I'm guessing it's not complex. Oh gosh, nothing's complicated in my world. Um, uh, do you mean when I did that ori that original video? Well, I'm just looking just at the two iPhone. different ones, and you and you just look bang a lot better than you you did in that. Like it's quite shadowy and and dark, and and you're sort of like yeah. pool coming out of the screen. Just tell us what you're doing. Oh, okay. So right now, I'm just using a a very old webcam. I don't even know how a Logitech webcam sitting on top of my monitor. Um, and quite often when I'm, I, I use a lot of zoom for my coaching. So I've usually got a blurred background. So this is a bit of an issue for me today. Cause I'm like, Oh my goodness, I can see all the mess in my room here, but um, I've closed the blind behind me. That's a Venetian type blind, which can be really distracting. And then up on the wall, up in front of me, because I'm facing the wall, I've got, well, you can see I've got a light because you can see it on my yeah. hand, but it's nothing special. So that light is what's called a happy light. And I bought it from um, Canada a couple, about four years ago. Um, and it's like one of those light therapy lights that you use in the middle of winter to increase your day length because I live in Southern Victoria and I get seasonal, seasonally affective disorder, not enough sunlight makes me a bit sad. So I bought that because the Canadians say that's fantastic, people who live with very um, long winters. So that's why I bought it. And, um, and then I thought, oh, maybe that'd make a good kind of light light. So I just hung it on a hook on my wall and I've just turned it on. And that's what I used to sort of light my face. Now, um, the original video you can see on the screen at the moment is taken in the same room. And that's been a bit of an issue for me is finding a suitable place. I don't use that view anymore. I use a slightly different one, but 
I guess the other thing too is today I'm wearing colour. So that white shirt that I'm wearing now, I would never wear white again. I don't think it's enough. It doesn't have enough. Um, I like bright colours. So that white was not a good idea. And the other thing that I've struggled with is my glasses. So the light has to be high. So that light on the wall is um, probably 45 degree angle up from my light. And as long as I keep my head down, as long as I don't do that, it doesn't um, bounce off my glasses. So that is still an issue with the videos that I'm creating for LinkedIn is that I've decided to wear my glasses when I do them and I do get light bouncing off them and I'm not sure that's a good look but um, I don't record I, I don't record the videos for LinkedIn and for Facebook as well using my webcam I just use my iPhone on a tripod um, maybe I should be just using this setup it doesn't look too bad <laughs> well, it looks great but the point I just wanted anyone watching to know is that I mean no, so you basically just got a basic webcam and you're speaking to me now on your uh, uh, Apple um, earpods or what, and, and we, which yep. is just a standard, you know, consumer, a retail piece of equipment. And you've just got a basic light and the light you've got close to your computer shining in your face. And just with a few simple things like that, bang, you are in the, the, the game. And it's so much better. Uh, here, let's just see this video yeah. play out. Just make it cringe a little bit more. It's actually, there's nothing. Look at that. And very important, what do you finish there with? What do you finish there with, Jeanette? A smile. A smile. A smile. Yeah. A smile. And, you know, <laughs> one of the hardest things about, um, you know, and, and this is something that, you know, you taught me, one of the hardest things when you're talking about um, something you're really passionate about is you can get very serious and, and sort of, like I do, I get kind of really, I really want you to know this, you know, and I get a bit intense and serious, but um, I've had to really train myself to smile. So, and it's hard to smile and talk. So even if you've got to pause and smile, but, you know, I've watched um, friends of mine create videos and in real life, they're really smiley, happy, engaging people. But when they get on video, they mm. just don't smile and it's very off-putting. So teaching yourself to to you know intentionally smile i think that um and mean it obviously um you know you really i i have to remind myself that every time i push play is to is, is i just got serious then but you know is to remember to smile because it does uh help people connect with you is smiling is infectious you can catch it like the flu someone smiled at me today and i started smiling too spike milligan it, it is so true. It's so powerful. Yeah. And yes, you do need to learn how to smile. I had to teach myself how to smile. I remember when I first started doing magic shows, uh, it, you know, I was like, I was, this is so good. And I was so excited. And I've been doing them for a couple of months. And I watched a video. This was actually on Cocos Keeling Islands in the middle of the Indian Ocean. I was doing a show at a school and someone videoed it. And I watched it back and I was shocked because... I was like, I was dour. I go, no, but I'm so happy. And inside, I, th I was thinking I was happy, but I wasn't showing it. And I had to train myself to actually understand the muscles in my face. Uh, and then, and so you'll see, you know, on videos and stuff, I smile uh, a lot, but that's a learned process. It's not particularly hard to do, but you've just um, uh, pointed to it as, as well. It doesn't come naturally because when we're talking 
about something we're thinking ahead. And when I think, I'm a, I mean, my wife says I'm the great. Oh, <laughs> you got to hear what she says about me, my my look and my demeanour. She says like I bring the tone of the house down <laughs> the way I go. Uh, <laughs> you know, exist in my normal state. So we have to be aware of that and, and uh, walk out. There you go. I'll, I'll, I'll take the picture away. Let me off the hook now. Thank <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, look, I mean, it's just, just been wonderful, you know, chatting to you about this and watching your journey, uh, Jeanette, because it's just, um, you know, it's, but the journey, your journey is the same journey with almost everyone I work with. It's just this that starts with all these stories that you've told yourself. And once you start doing it, you just go, like, it doesn't take long, does it? It only takes literally a handful of of videos. I don't say a handful. Uh, It's not one, but neither is it a hundred. You know, it could be a half dozen, a dozen, whatever. You just go, oh, (laughs) oh, it's not as bad as I thought it was. And I don't have to be anybody but myself. I think one of the um, stumbling blocks that I find every single time is I edit my own videos and I don't edit much. I just, you know, it doesn't take me long to edit a video. I just use a little app on my phone these these days and, um, you know, it's pretty rudimentary what I do. But uh, every, so that what it means though is I have to watch right through every single video I create and every time I do that, I'm tempted to get rid of it, but what I've what I've committed to is not doing that. So no matter how cringy it looks to me, I've committed already in my mind that I'm going to post it anyway. If it, if the messaging is good, and so you know, you could say, well, does it take ten videos, or does it take a hundred videos, or how many does it take? It, it takes one, and that's the that's the moment that you commit to it. The moment you say, I'm going to show up no matter what. And I'm not going to let, I'm not going to let that, you know, what I think I look like and sound like get in my way. So for me, it was just, I made the commitment. I started doing it. I, every time I edit something, I go, Oh my goodness. I just go, "Mm, no, it's, it's going up anyway. And I think that that's what helps push me through is that I, um, I, I'm constantly having to, to argue with that little voice that says, oh, yeah. I'm sure the next one's going to be better than that one. You know, I just have to, it's just, you've got to do it anyway. And, um, and at the end of the day, you know, people have got better things to do in their lives than sit there criticising your videos. Like, we're really not that important. So no. <laughs> just, no, just get out there, really. No, there's nobody there. They're not, you know, sitting around having a cup of coffee now, chatting to their friends about how you and I are doing. It's just, it, it, it doesn't matter. Because two exactly. things that you said there, one uh, was about just making the decision. Uh, and this is where so many people struggle. They think that showing up on video is a process. That, you know, like once, once I get the gear, once I work out what I'm going to say, once I memorize it, once I do that, and it's not. Uh, change is not a process, change is a decision. 
And you know this because if you don't want to do something, no one can make you. But once you've made your mind up to do something, no one can stop you. And that's how change happens. That's how I've been able to do all the things I've done in my life. I've worked out that everything comes from making that decision. And once you've made that decision, you publish the videos like you did. And then you've come to the realization that most people come to is that you realize that you've been making, previously you were making videos for the wrong customer. Uh, you, <laughs> you're making videos for yourself. You're looking and going, well, I, you know, oh, I don't like how I look there. I don't like the background. I don't like the music. And it's, it's, but you are not your, your, your customer. And it's, it's an arrogance that, and it's not, it, it doesn't come from, um, you know, ill intention, but it's an arrogance to, uh, you know, that we think that what we like, everyone else must like. And once you come to that realization, you, you know what? No, it probably doesn't matter at, 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 at all. And people are getting something different out of this to what I'm getting out of this. Anyway, you know, look, it is, you know, you, uh, uh, I say change is not a process. Starting is a decision, but then it is a process and it's a process of iteration. And you just make one and you look at it and go, you know what, I could just change that on that. Uh, yeah, I could just change it on that on that. But it is publishing and getting it out there. And it's like a muscle, isn't it? Do you find that they're just doing this is yeah. like you know you and the more you work it the stronger it gets yeah absolutely and and things you know like the technical stuff behind the scenes i keep it very mine is very very simple and i know that if i got more sophisticated my videos would look better and better but i think that would actually get in my way of doing them so i'm at right now i'm not aspiring to higher production um, values because I think I could just get lost in the learning of it. I'm, I love to learn new things. So I could easily just, you know, learn and learn and learn and never do. So that's why I'm sort of challenging myself to be happy enough with, um, you know, B plus work. It doesn't have to be A work. Um, but the other thing that I've really learned about the messaging in videos is sometimes what stops us is thinking, well, this has all been said before. People know this stuff. This is really basic. But there's a couple of things in that is that sometimes we assume that everything that we've known and experienced that others have too, but they haven't. And the other thing too is that just um, sometimes hearing something from a different person uh, just is a good refresher or it could be framed in a different way. And I think that's what the leadership lessons from a horse have done just a different um, reframe. So don't ever think that just because you haven't got anything earth shattering to say, nothing I say is at all earth shattering. It's all um, what I would think is common knowledge actually, but it doesn't mean that it's not valuable to someone and someone might hear it right at the right time, right when they need to hear that, it might be just there when they need it. So, um, you know, that was a big barrier for me as well is I, you know, can I come out with these really, what I think is quite basic information and have it useful to people? And the answer is definitely yes. If, so if, you, the... if you know it and you live it and you understand it and you, you want to share it, just share it. So that's the curse of knowledge, mm. is that we all suffer the curse of knowledge. We just think that what we know, everybody knows. And again, that's an arrogance that you have to address because it would be, I always go back into the old yellow pages. Remember when we had the phone book and our yellow pages? I was fascinated yeah. with the yellow pages because I just went, 
there's all these industries and jobs and businesses I never knew existed. And so it would be like saying that, oh, no, no, everybody knows what everybody in all of those jobs in a big, thick yellow pages knows. And of course, that's not the case. But, but, but we all think, you know, that. So, yeah. And there was another point I was going to get to. Oh, oh, and you were saying that um, people need to hear it in a different way and reframed. I call that two steps ahead because a lot of people think, well, who am I to show up and talk about something? I'm not an expert. I'm not a guru. But you don't have to be. And quite often when we follow an expert or a, or a guru, they are so far ahead and removed that they've forgotten what it is like to be at ground zero and starting. So if you're somebody who's on a journey, you're learning something new, there's real value in you showing up and saying, hey, I was where you were only six months ago uh, and this is what I know now because you are empathetic still to what it feels like to be uh, the, you know, the, the starter in it. And you also have access to all the latest tools and technology and shortcuts and other people doing it. So there is huge value for you showing up even if you're just early in your journey. So yeah, uh, just wanted to follow up on that. Yeah, yeah good point. And yeah. I guess too, from a you know coaching and people development perspective, you know, a lot of what we bring to the table is that ability to listen to people, to create space, to um, respect the person, no matter where they are on their journey, all of those sorts of things. And when you, I guess, show up on video, then people have the opportunity to see whether you are that sort of person, even though that's not what you're doing on video, you're not creating space, you're filling space. But, you know, hopefully when people, you know, watch me or others that are on video, they get a sense of who the person is and whether they would like to work with that person. And that's something I don't, besides meeting that person face to face, um, it, I don't think there's any other way that you can, can get that um, en masse. Um, yeah, so that's, that's what I think the power of video is when you're working, you know, in a sort of um, professional services industry where people have to really like you and really want to work with you so, and trust you very yeah. quickly. They need to trust you immediately, really. So um, this does help with that. So that's the perfect segue, Jeanette, uh, about people wanting to work with you. If people want to work with you, where can they find you? Well, they can watch it. Don't go back and watch my old videos, but you'll find me on LinkedIn. Um, so if you search for me, I think my um, I think I'm forward slash rise with Jeanette White because my business is Rise Coaching and Development. So they can also find me at um, risecoachdevelop.com. And um, I'd be you know happy to have an informal chat with anyone who wants to talk to me about video or about the work that I do with um, helping people to understand each other better. Terrific. Hey, look, I've had a blast talking to you. I said this would go uh, 20 minutes. We are now way, it's 42 minutes. There you go. So it's been a great conversation. Thanks so much. You sit tight there and I'm just going to um, mm -hmm. uh, take us out. All right. So, <laughs> hooroo. Okay. Hey, uh, so if you uh, want to uh, touch more hearts, shift more minds, move more feet, there is no better way to do it 
than to show up on video and build trust. Just what Jeanette there was saying. All right, and if you uh, want to get started, uh, you can go to confidentvideopresenter.com and uh, yeah, there's a masterclass there. Uh, watch that and it's going to give you a lot of clarity about whether uh, video is the right thing for you to use in business and also whether I'm the right person to help you get there. All right, hooroo, see you next time.